Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. Uh, my name is Justin. I'm one of the hosts of the show here. Joining me today, as always, is one of my co-hosts. This is Josh, and I have to say, you know, I'm really starting to worry about Kyle. I think that he might be uh, joining the Yakuza. Um, he's every time... Telltale signs, Josh. Telltale el- signs. Every time I uh, scroll through my Instagram feed, it seems like he's getting another traditional Japanese tattoo. I mean, that's cool. I just... Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the no, the, his tattoo work, his tattoo work is dragon. awesome. Yeah, but oh, yeah. he's getting another tattoo today, and it looked like it was a similar type of t- traditional design. And uh, you know, I just hope, uh, I hope that's, I hope that's a good move for you, during the y- yakuza. <laughs> I mean, if he comes back missing a finger, like, yeah, we'll know, no. <laughs> we'll know. But I, like, I have faith that Kyle would be such a good yakuza that he wouldn't make the mistake that, that makes you lose the finger. Yeah, yeah. So we'll never know. He'd just be a crime lord who podcasts on the side. I feel like if that was something he really wanted to do, then, you know, he would be a good soldier and follow orders and he'd be okay with it. You know, if that's really something he's interested in. So, uh, well, speaking of uh, good soldiers follow orders, we had a a very interesting episode of Bad Batch with that this week uh, with our favorite um, Bad Batch character, Crosshair. I mean... Maybe not your favorite, but uh, <laughs> before we dive into that, let's go through a little bit of news and notes here. Um, Star Wars Celebration news, everything that I've seen, um, all the guest announcements have been made. They have started to kick off some of the panels. They've released that full schedule now. Who cares? <laughs> uh, they've released the full schedule. of. I care because I want to watch them. That's true. Even though I'm not there, I do want to still tune in and watch or listen if I can. Um, they did start to release some merchandise. Like I said last week, there were three pin sets that were announced. Uh, two of them are already, already sold out. The Return of the Jedi and the... Um, uh, the Mandalorian pin sets are already sold out. So the only one remaining was the Andor one, which is crazy because that show is amazing. Um, and I don't know who doesn't like Dedra Miro and Cassian Andor and B2. They're three really good characters. Um, but that pin set was still avail- available last I checked. So uh, get out there, you know, purchase your autographs, purchase your photo ops. Uh, they're out there for sale now. And then keep your eyes on start on uh, Star Wars Celebration website and you'll get all your news and notes there um you know i'm hoping that let me ask you this question josh do you think for this star wars celebration do you think we are going to see a lot of the same merchandise that was at the previous celebration that did not sell and potentially chicago because i'm pretty sure some of the stuff from chicago carried over to anaheim and then if we actually do have a quote-unquote break right next year and the next one's not till 2025 we see all new merch uh you know 
I, I could definitely see that it happening. I could also see it, it being a situation where, like, it's too expensive to ship it over or whatever or something. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that they, they – I'm sure they had a ton of stuff left over. And some of that stuff is – you know, anything that doesn't have, like, the the branding from that specific celebration I think is, you know, fair game to be resold. Or at yeah. least, like, in the celebration store online – Right. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming they would have a couple that are, you know, Star Wars Celebration Europe exclusive, right? A yeah. A couple new designs. But I think there's a lot of those shirts that we saw at Anaheim that were, I'm I'm almost positive a couple of them were just repeats from Chicago that they didn't sell. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they roll out here, though. I'm, uh, I'm always excited to see merchandise. They had some really cool uh x-wing a number of years ago in the uh in the british flag because they have like the x with the blue it was pretty dope how it fit but um we'll see what they come up with so i'm excited to see that we got a little bit of entertainment news this week the kevin feige and patty jenkins star wars movies at this point have both been shelved um the taika waititi one though as far as i and i know is still moving forward so that's good. That bodes well for us at potentially getting another movie here soon. I wonder what um, the deal is with Kevin's because I feel like we've known that Patty Jenkins' movie has been yeah. shelved or going to be shelved uh, for a while. But like, what's what's the deal with Kevin? Come on, man. I don't know. I mean, unless he's got a lot of stuff going on with um, with Marvel, maybe. Well, yeah. And I mean, they're never they not just, making I mean, movies. No, I know, and it, like obviously, like I don't know if you've seen Ant Man. I haven't uh, yet. Quantum Mania. No. Um, I mean, it's it's good. It's not without its, uh, not without its flaws. I'll say that. But um, it was it was good. It was entertaining. But at the same time, I'm also going okay. You know, maybe that wasn't the right foot to step off on with this next phase. Um, uh, but we'll see. I I thought it was crazy. It definitely like ties into loki and some other stuff that's going on so you know if you go see it you've you really got to kind of link the put the puzzle pieces together to to start seeing the bigger picture of what they're moving to but uh it's pretty interesting so um i don't know uh hopefully tyke is is good and it moves forward i'd love to see that so but big news on the entertainment front there uh we also have excuse me uh we also have a new novel coming out uh september 5th we're getting a new version of from a certain point of view which is a collection of star wars stories this one will be get centered around return of the jedi um if you guys have ever read uh if you've ever read the from from a certain point of view novels they are just a collection of short stories about characters that are kind of interwoven in the greater star wars universe um the one for new hope they discussed um, the Dianoga, like essentially being a sentient being, uh, Josh, before the show, you were talking about, what was it? The sandworm in ESB, the worm, the, the space slugs that are in the, uh, asteroid. Yeah. yeah they're, they're apparently they're sentient, which is kind of where they, you know, these, uh, these collections of short stories have some really good stuff in them. And then some stuff that I'm like, who approved this? <laughs> um, well, I mean, you do get some decent stuff. Like, um, th- I-, I will say this: it, you know, we're we're going to talk about Mando later on, but there's a line in the, in Mandalorian and where Pelly basically says, "Oh, he even served in the rebellion." 
And the short story in the From a New Hope about R5 was basically how he made a conscious decision to help R2. Otherwise, R2 never would have made it to Luke and sabotaged his own motivator. Wasn't that he was Which I hated. (laughs) Wasn't that he was garbage. It was just he went, oh, I got to help this guy out or he's never going to get off this sand barge and essentially faked his own flaws so that R2 could get off and go with Luke. Um, which it brings me to my question. Are these, are these actually canon stories or are these just like, like what if scenarios like in the Marvel universe with the animated stuff? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I assumed they were canon, but okay. I will, uh, I'll do some digging in okay. in the main, in the meantime in between time here <laughs> um Josh is going to hit the google machine here um yeah it, i don't know it, it's interesting because again if that's the case where it's not canon um Pelly essentially brought it into canon saying yeah this dude served in the rebellion and that's how he got into it like kind of in a roundabout way but I, yeah it definitely would link to that story so but anyway, we get uh, from a certain point of view, There's it's a combination of all authors. There's a bunch of them on there. Um, we get a glimpse into the mind of Emperor Palpatine in one. Um, we get one from uh, Saladin Ahmed, who recounts the tragic history of the Rancor Keeper. Um, Charlie Jean Anders explores the life and times of the Sarlacc. So again, I don't know, are we making the Sarlacc a sentient being here? Um I, I don't know. Fran, uh, Fran Wild reveals Mon Mothra's Mon Mothma's secret mission to save the Rebel Alliance. Mary Kenny chronicles Wicket the Ewok's quest for one quiet day on the forest moon of Endor. Good luck with that. And Anakin Skywalker becomes one with the Force in a gripping tale by Mike Chen. Um, that could be interesting. I actually would wouldn't mind reading that one. So lots of stories. That's coming out again September fifth. So be on the lookout for that. There was a bunch of figures dropped last week for um, Mandomania last Wednesday. Uh, there was a bunch of retro figures for Book of Boba Fett. Um, and then obviously tomorrow they'll roll out, or on Wednesday, excuse me, on Wednesday they'll roll out a bunch of new figures for whatever this week's Mandomania stuff is. Um, and also this week, the Target stuff, I believe, rolls out uh, on Wednesday, beginning 3.15. So mm. I don't know if that's figures. I don't know. I don't know what that is. So we'll have to wait and see. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Um, and one, just quickly, yeah, everything I'm seeing says that it is canon. Okay. All right. So Dianoga, Space Slug, all sentient beings. Same with what I'm going to assume now is going to be the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> I, I mean, I could get behind a, a Malakili Rancor Keeper uh, story. We we find a little out a little bit about him. He's in I forget which novel novel that is. It was basically like he wanders the desert, like because he's just lost. It's probably some Tales point. from Jabba's Palace. Maybe I, I I know I read it somewhere. He like was just like heartbroken and just goes wandering the desert, and somebody finds him, and he's like, "Yeah, I train." rancors and he's like oh well you can train my pets or something and brings them with it and then he kind of finds a new passion again so i don't remember where i read that though um and then we had one more thing on news here right yeah so you know those um nice paperback reissues with the new covers and stuff they're and they're not the mass media paperback they're like the um they're bigger 
bigger mm-hmm. size. Yep. Uh, so I I bought a bunch of those. Those are pretty cool. But apparently, uh, Wave Seven uh, of these comes out August fifteenth, and so they are doing uh, Outbound Flight, Survivor's Quest, and those two books actually go together. They're both about the same. One is. Um, <clears throat> About the outbound flight project, and then one is about like Luke and Mara finding the wreckage of the outbound flight project. It's it was like a a a ship that was like going to explore the unknown regions, um, and a, a very favorite blue boy with red eyes is mm-hmm. featured in both of those books, and he's actually on the cover of one of these uh, new covers. They're also doing Old Republic Fatal Alliance and Republic Commando. Commando Triple Zero. Oh, nice. So those four. You said favorite blue guy. I almost went to Max Rebo, but then you said Red mm. Eyes, and that yeah. was, it just changed direction right there. So, I mean, Max Rebo is one of our f- favorite blue guys, but I would say <laughs> Thrawn uh, outranks him just a smidge. A little bit. He wins. So uh, that's about it for news and notes. Um, yeah, so we had a little bit this week. It's uh, it's been interesting. Like, there's not a ton coming out. I'm sure we're gonna get just heavy episodes, days. light on news. Yeah, that's what I, we got this week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Bad Batch was definitely a heavy episode, so I think we should uh, dive right into that. Uh, This week was episode 12, titled The Outpost. Director was Brad Rao, Stuart Lee, Dave Filoni, um, Jennifer Corbett. I think I got the right directors on that one. I could be wrong, but um, we did have some new characters. It was just, uh, you know, we didn't have the Bad Batch. We didn't have Omega. Um, We did get Crosshair return. It was crazy. We were just talking about this last week. Like, how soon are we going to see Crosshair? and Sure enough, we asked for him and here he is. Um, you know, we kind of see where he's at uh with regard to the empire and what he's doing. He was um you know, makes his first appearance just kind of hanging out on a wall with a helmet off, like just chilling, but definitely that out the the base on uh Coruscant that he's on looks a little I don't know, dingier, a little darker than what it did before but well that's because um, it's the clone base and they're they're phasing out the clones so there's less and less people to to -hmm. be there Mm -hmm. we had uh, a couple new characters we had lieutenant nolan that guy sucks oh this dude really sucks uh chris crispin freeman plays lieutenant nolan and i feel bad for this guy because he (laughs) plays an absolute jerk he plays it well um but Crispin Freeman's been in Young Justice. He is uh, a character in Overwatch, the game. He's also in Ghostbusters uh, Spirits Unleashed and has uh, several other voiceover uh, parts to his credit. Uh, We have Captain Bragg, played by Shelby Young. We've already mentioned her. Um, Emery Carr is in this one again towards the end. It's Keisha Castle Hughes. And then we did get some new clones. We got Hex, Veach, and Mayday that are stranded on this desolate, what is it, what do you call it, Barton 5, I think, outpost. Um, but yeah, so uh, we, we get a, a catch-up of Crosshair. Barton 4. Barton 4. Ah, oh, man, I always get those two mixed up. Barton so 5 close. is a beach planet, yeah. 
Yeah, they're so close. Um, but yeah, we get a rundown. We get a catch up here of where Crosshair Crosshair is at. Um, you know, he's he's hanging out in this clone base. We see a couple clones walking by him that are getting retired. The lady that's escorting them off the premises wants nothing to do with them. And then this, um, I don't know what you, I, this, this creepy, I don't even know how to describe this guy. Um, he's not as creepy as the doctor. He's a, more annoying, I guess, than anything. Um, but he's a jerk. He is just a straight up jerk. And um, he walks up to Crosshair. He's, he's kind of sitting there relaxing and uh, kind of dresses him down. And this is, uh, this is what we get right off the rip at the start of this episode. Forced retirement. Forced retirement. We're soldiers. What are we supposed to do now? Please direct all your questions and concerns to the Imperial <laughs> She wanted nothing to do with it. You're out of uniform. I love how he just puts his helmet on here. I'm it's like, okay. Your commanding officer for this mission. We're heading to the Imperial Depot on Barton 4. High-value cargo stored there has been targeted by local insurgents. We're to secure it until it's transferred at week's end. No kidding. Fantastic. More clones. Problem, sir. Yes. I don't like used equipment. Hmm. This guy, right off the rip, rubs you the wrong way. Yeah. Right right away. Like and and don't get me wrong. I, I'm not gonna sit there and go, Oh, there are some Imperials that are good. No. But Dead Ramiro does not bother me as much as this guy did when you first meet this guy. This guy is an absolute jerk. This guy makes start. this guy makes Admiral Rampart look pro clone. <laughs> he does actually. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. He's um and you can tell this guy's never been in the field. He doesn't have yeah, any experience. Green. I don't know where they found this guy, but he got to what a, a lieutenant position somehow pretty quickly from having a desk job. So and he's bugging crosshair the wrong way to begin with. He even says he's like problem, sir, and he's like yeah, I don't like used equipment. He, now he, Crosshair basically goes, okay, so already we're going to have some issues here. You know, I'm fine doing Crosshair's, I'm fine doing a job. You tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. But don't be a jerk. Like, pretty simple. Um, but anyway, they end up, uh, the, whole, the, rub, the whole of this episode is they go to this Barton 4 to basically stop raiders from stealing this cargo until it can be picked up at the end of the week or so um it, it, during this this mission crosshair meets you know the three uh, the three remaining clones that are still alive on this outpost which was hex veach and mayday mayday is a commander um and you know they they get raided pretty much as soon as nolan his troops and crosshair get there um Nolan sends the two off to try to recover um the stolen goods. They get they track them down, they get to where they're at. Um they kill the raiders, they find the merchandise, they go to pick it up, and then all of a sudden there's this giant uh avalanche that, you know, uh Mayday saves uh 
crosshair essentially pushes him out of the way of this boulder that was kind of there that he knew they were going to get slammed against and um saves crosshair once the dust settles crosshair gets up goes and pulls mayday out um as he you know he pulls him out mayday's like no just leave me i'm not going to make it crosshair goes you know what you're my brother i'm not going to leave you here and hauls his butt all the way back to the outpost they get back to the outpost mayday is on his deathbed at this point crosshair pleads for help uh nolan walks over there and basically says nope we're not going to waste imperial resources on this cat just let him die he's served his purpose um he even waves the other troops away that had come over to kind of help him and uh at that point, Mayday passes away. Crosshair now has this internal struggle with, you know, I still want to do a job. I still want to serve a purpose. But at the same time, I'm I'm not interested in you getting more of my brothers killed either. And now I think he's starting to see the same thing that his brothers were seeing in Clone Force 99. And he turns on Lieutenant Nolan and shoots him. So. um what did you think of this episode overall, Josh? What um, what got you going? What got you hot on this episode? What did you enjoy? What didn't you enjoy? Um, well, I liked all the stuff with the lieutenant and him being outranked and miffed by the uh the one uh, by Mayday. That was cool. I and <clears throat> so I'm looking at this. I I looked up some rank stuff, and it looks like lieutenant. You know is only um three ranks up in the officer corps so that i mean this is this is i'm assu- you know he's not a, i'm assuming he's not an enlisted guy you know he's a yeah. he's a guy with a, a degree who went to officer school so he's yeah i mean he's pretty low on the totem pole here but um anyway yeah i mean we finally had something happen to like make crosshair think about it you know like and have some growth and maybe like you know maybe turn like turn back towards the light um or realize that he's you know not doing the right thing or that you know realize that the emperor empire doesn't care about him um so that i mean and you watched him like you watch the progression through the episode, you know, he goes mm-hmm. from not really caring about anything to like, you know, basically just about sacrificing himself for a guy he didn't know because, yep. you know, it's, yeah, no, it was, it was great. This might, this is probably one of the best episodes of bad batch yet. Both seasons. Yeah. Um, I don't disagree with you there. I think actually the two episodes that we got with crosshair, the one with Cody and this one have both been, probably some of the more thought provoking uh emotional developmentally developmental episodes in the season crosshair unexpected star of uh season 2 <laughs> no kidding um he did have uh and you're right we see the progression in the beginning because uh mayday at first asks him his name and he reluctantly he didn't want to say it he paused Right. Yeah. He he's like, Oh, I'm Mayday. He's like, What's your name? And 
he didn't say he it, there's this long kind of pause and he finally is like mm, crosshair and he's like yeah. i don't want to make new friends i don't want to get close to you i don't want to be like i'm on a mission this is it i'm it's doing the work. job it's all work i don't want to get close and you can hear it in his voice and then um as they kind of move through the mission um he gets to know mayday a little bit better from from uh from just walking and talking and and doing things on the mission. Well, Mayday has been stranded, so he's like someone to talk to. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, um, him and him and his two clones. Like, and he, there was a lot of others that were d- uh, passed there, right? Like yeah. after they go through the raid, you can see all the helmets, and then here comes Jerkface Nolan walking in. What are you guys doing? Just standing around here, and like they were honoring their fallen brothers and having a moment of silence. And here comes Nolan. Like, get to work. Go get the gear. Like, this is ridiculous. They stole two things of gear. Like, go get it. Um, but I love when the two of them are kind of walking through, um, tracking the one that Crosshair shot. Um, you get to this point where the two of them, they finally catch up with the guy, and he bled out, and he died in, in the cave. And this is what Crosshair and Mayday talk about. He didn't get far. Not sure what bothers me more. That he's wearing armor stolen off my men. Or that his cohorts just left him here. No point in carrying dead weight. Remind me not to die on your watch. <laughs> Crosshair's like, I would have done the same thing. Just leave him here. He's like, why would you sacrifice yourself or potentially put yourself in harm's way? And, and Mayday's going... Mm, that's not the way we're supposed to do this. Like the clones are brothers and we're soldiers and we stick together and we help our fallen soldiers. And we saw that all through clone wars, um, all through even the, the, uh, attack of the clones. When we first see them, um, you see it everywhere that clones are, they're always helping each other out. So, um, but they, they end up going through, um, this and and he he's basically like, all right, well, I shouldn't die on your watch. Um, but then when they finally get caught up and they get to the gear, they get to the crates that had fallen at the bottom. Um, now we get to the realization and, and it hits Mayday, right? It's now catching up to Mayday what the Empire's doing, and I think this is also when it hits Crosshair. Gear, we've been risking our lives to recover equipment we could have been wearing this whole time. It's not clone trooper gear. Right. New toys for the shiny new military. And we get the scraps. After all the clones have done, all we've sacrificed, we're good soldiers. We followed orders. And for what? It's right there. And he's like, we're struggling on this outpost with equipment that doesn't work. And here we are protecting brand new equipment that does work. Um, you know, what, what's the deal? Like, this is stupid. This is speaking of lack of resources. This is absolutely stupid. Why are we doing this? So, um, and I think it kind of hits, uh, it hits crosshair a little bit there. Like, He's not wrong. Like, why are the clones getting shafted and, and all of this stuff is going elsewhere? But these guys were stuck out here and all of them died for no reason. Yeah. 
Um, you know, there was a great scene uh, when they get when Crosshair steps on the mine. At one point, he steps on like a pressure sensitive mine, and uh, Mayday gets him out. And that's when he kind of talks about Clone Force ninety nine and who he was with. And um, he finally gets the little things down on the pressure mine. He's like, okay, he's like. Well, wait, don't don't step off of it until I tell you. And he like walks away and he goes around the corner and he says, are you not confident in your work? And he says, oh, I'm confident, just not stupid. <laughs> I was like, I like Mayday. Mayday is uh, he's knowledgeable. And then at one point, he even said he starts a sentence speaking to Nolan with um, in my experience. And I was like, oh. I was like, this is like Rex, like 2.0. Mm hmm. What does he say? In my experience, uh, respect is earned. Yeah. I think something I'll like that. Up. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we get, um, you know, once we get to the end, we get this great scene uh, where Crosshair saves um, Mayday and Jerkface Nolan is there. And uh, this is the last bit of audio I'm going to play. And then we can kind of talk about the episode a little bit more here. But um, this was kind of. Um, I was really, really happy with, with the end of this. About time you two returned. He, he needs a medic. <coughs> I see you didn't retrieve the crates, which means you failed your mission. Did you hear what I said? Help him. Certainly not. That would be a waste of the Empire's resources. He'll... he'll die. <coughs> And on cue, he dies. Oh, but that music. He served his purpose as a soldier of the Empire. Hmm. You, you could have saved him. Perhaps you didn't hear me. He is expendable, as are you. And if you speak to me again with such disrespect, I'll see to it you meet a similar fate, clone. Love that change in music right there. Kiner was that's, killing it. Oh, that's, that's the switch right no. there in Crosshair. Leave him. And get back to work while you're still useful. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, and then after that, he, you know, kind of stands up and he says, Lieutenant, and he turns around and he shoots him right in the chest. And, uh, you know, I thought about it and I was like, man, I was like, oh, you should have just shot him in the back. And I was like, no. I said, I, I, after I thought about it, I was like, no, you know what? I'm glad he called his name out and waited for him to turn around so he could just see it happening and then get him. Um, just kind of justice on Crosshair's part, I guess you could say, for Mayday. So um, after that, he gets taken into custody by the stormtroopers. And I'll admit, I, I thought when the music, for, when the, it first kind of started to fade to the blackout and the music was playing, I thought that was the end of the episode. <laughs> And I was like, wow, this is kind of a really long blackout with music with no credits. And then all of a sudden it like kind of came back and Crosshair is now waking up on Tantus. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I know. I was like surprised by it. I was like, oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> like, 
Uh, he's on a he's you can see he's on some kind of machine like they had it was he was on a table with a some kind of raised thing up over top of him and uh, what is it Emery is like injecting him with something um I don't know what but um yeah she's like oh well if you cooperate you might live through this like wait what what do you mean cooperate and live through this like I just needed to get better and healed and I can go back to service. Why? What's going on here? So he's uh, definitely confused as to where he is. Um, but now at least we have him in the same location with the doctor, uh, evil doctor guy, Dr. Hemlock uh, or Headlock, whichever you prefer. Um, oh, yeah, Dr. Headlock. <laughs> exactly. I think he needs to come out like that. <laughs> if he doesn't get one of the clones in a headlock at some point, I'm going to be really shocked. Look, Hemlock's got him in a headlock. Um, but yeah, it, it, I like, I love this episode. This is, this is what I've wanted to see out of bad batch for most of this season. Like again, cutting out makes you sad. Makes you yeah. sad about the, the filler episodes. Cause these are so masterful. Yep. Um, if those four or five episodes were cut out and we had just strung this together, I think it would be very, very different. The music's on point, the the acting and the writing in these episodes are on point. It furthers the story of the clones because I don't know how many seasons they're going with this, but I mean, it could be the, this could be the end of it at this season, right? I, they haven't said anything about a season three, have they? I don't think they have. Not that I'm aware of. So, like, if this is the end of the clone wars, I much rather would have had some of those non poignant episodes removed so that it strung together much like what the last four episodes uh, or the last, um, uh, was it six episodes of the clone wars did where we covered those with the bad batch story, the, um, uh, the Martez sisters. And then, um, obviously, um, Ahsoka and Anakin at the end. So I much rather would prefer that than the filler ones in there, but you know, I don't know. They don't, I don't make those decisions, unfortunately. So, but no, I love this episode. It was great. Um, I thoroughly enjoy how the stormtrooper voices and comms are different than the clone voices and com. I mean, obviously that's all deep Bradley Baker. So they all sound the same, but the comms and how their voice comes through, the helmet of a clone trooper is different than what a stormtrooper sounds like. Uh, it's little things like that that I appreciate and yeah. notice um, in these kind of shows. And for me, that's a, a big payoff because I go, okay, they, you know, they're not trying to just throw something together for you. No, it's it's hey, these are different different gear, different troopers, different equipment, and it works. I really enjoy that. So, uh, anything else in this episode uh, that you want to talk about or? That you enjoyed? No, I do want to talk about like where we think it's going. Okay. Do you have any major? Do you have any predictions? I don't. I the only the only reason that I can see Crosshair ending up on Tantus is because basically what we got in the last episode was Hemlock looking for you know and talking with um. What's uh what's the prime minister's name? Not Nala say. It's um I can't think of his name. Unidentified um, 
prime minister's brother. <laughs> and I, um, yeah, hit that guy. <laughs> um, he basically says you need to find Omega and knowing where we're at right now with Rampart, who is chasing down the bad batch who had Omega, um, Crosshair was hunting for them the entire time. He knows they had Omega. That kind of brings it back to why he would be on Tantus with Hemlock, because maybe Hemlock's going to try to get it out of him as to where they might be. Um, or he's going to use Crosshair for some kind of weird cloning experiment because Crosshair is a clone and is enhanced. Yeah. And that would be the only thing that I could think he could draw from Crosshair. I was thinking like, yeah, either one of those things, or if they like, they're going to send him out to here's your, here's another mission. Go, go find, you know, her. I was also mm-hmm. thinking like somehow they, somehow they, um, she's captured and brought there without Crosshair being involved. And then Crosshair is just there. And then when the rest of the batch comes to rescue her, like Crosshair has a moment where he has to like decide and then he decides uh-huh. the right way, you know, to rejoin yep. his bros, the yep. bad bros. Yeah, I could see that too. Like he's just recuperating or helping out or doing whatever they need him to do there. And then, or he's still the, like locked up. Yeah. Um, maybe Omega gets locked next to him. Yeah. Or they're, they just run across. I I just saw a thing. I just like, in my mind, I'm like, they're like running around looking for her and they stumble upon him. Yeah. Yeah. That could be like, Hey, why are you in jail? Uh, I kind of shot my Lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> do you want us to let you out? <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, um, I don't know. I hope he, I, I, this, I think this was the turning point though. Yeah. For Crosshair. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, now they got him strapped in and they're doing, shooting him up with stuff. I mean, <laughs> would that be the turning point for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really excited though. And I, I, we're 12 episodes in, this is a 16 episode show. Right, I'm pretty sure it was was capped at 16. So yeah, 16. I I would say the next four are probably going to be on point with pushing towards the end because you know that last one's got to be a two parter, if not a three. Well, and we know that the critics didn't get to see the last two. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it's definitely a two parter there. That I'm I remember guess. Maggie saying that in her review. Okay. Um. Yeah, loved, loved, loved this episode. Um, amazing episode. Uh, outstanding. Mu- music was on point. Beautiful. The symbolism of the ice vulture flying overhead. Yes. And Crosshair being by himself, like alone, just a scavenger. Um, loved the symbolism behind it. Uh, beautifully done. Kudos. Um, but yeah, let's, um, if you don't have anything else, I think we should, uh, that's a nice little bow tie on this one. Let's, uh. Blow this thing and get out of a here. A bow katan. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. 
that was our episode 12 recap of The Outpost for season two of The Bad Batch. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to um, two individuals. I'm going to say first is uh, Side Joe's Replicas, um, which is Simon. You can find him on Facebook. And the second is Don't Run With Lightsabers. Uh, his name is Johnny. You can find him on Facebook, both under those names. I ordered a tank trooper uh, helmet from Sideshows. He basically casts it, makes it, puts it together. He then sends it over to Johnny uh, with Don't Run With Lightsabers, and he paints it. And it is gorgeous. I got it Saturday. It is absolutely gorgeous. Um, nicely done helmet. So if you're looking for Shore Trooper, um, Tank Trooper, I think they do a couple other ones as well. Go check out their work. Just want to give them a shout out. Um, they're in Germany, I believe. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I was actually surprised in the time that I ordered it, like placed the order by the time he finished making it, sending it over to get painted. And by the time it got here it was not that long. I want to say maybe a month maybe a little over a month so not bad at all so appreciate the work from those guys kudos to them um quick shot you can follow outer and beacon anywhere on social media facebook twitter instagram you can email us outer and beacon at gmail.com my name is justin you can find me on twitter at i am the bendu josh where are they gonna find you uh this is josh and you can find me on instagram and twitter at battle of tanab it's a very big battle big battle um, anyway, get out there, do something Star Wars y, and may the Force be with you. Crosshair. Good soldiers follow orders. Dr. Headlock, oh yeah, brother. <laughs> waiting on that one. <laughs> Alright, bye.